We are live. Thank you for joining us on Chatter Southwest Florida. I am joined today by, there she is right here, doctor, did you go by that? Yes. Melissa Harmon, H-A-R-M-O-N. Tell everyone uh, your practices, where you're from, all that good stuff. So you have a practice in Port Charlotte, right? I practice in Port Charlotte. My initial office is in Sarasota. Mm -hmm. um, born in North Miami Beach. Really? Raised, yep. Raised in Sarasota, fifth generation Floridian. Born in my, okay. <laughs> So the, so the storm probably tore up your, your, your area, or close to it, I'm sure. It, I heard it was a little rough over there. It yeah. was. Yeah. North Miami Beach. Yes. Okay. I'm not too familiar with that side of the state, but I could, I could picture it. Um, and then you moved to this area. Moved to Sarasota 34 years ago. 34 years ago. And, and you went to? Raised, uh, went to which high school? Yeah, which high school? Sarasota High. Did you really? Sailors. The sailors are playing <laughs> Northport High Monday Monday night in Northport. Are they really? So they're coming down here. I didn't know that. That's yeah. good to know. That's good to know. Yep. So you were a sailor. Yes. They beat us in baseball every year. Yes, of they, course. They got us. They had some talent coming out. I remember because when I went to school, I graduated in 93. Mm -hmm. So I'm showing my age here. But in 93, they had a few first round draft picks a year or two before and a couple mm -hmm. years after. Doug I Million. Doug Million. Yeah. Um, went um, to school with him. Bobby, Bobby Say. <laughs> yes. Bobby Say came out, pitchers. But they never made it, but they kind of did. Yeah. No, I mean, they made it more than a lot of other people. Oh, right, right, right. But I'm, saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying once they got to like the pros, you know, where they where they went. Right. So went to school with Doug was tall. Very. He was, the, yeah, he was like 6'9". Very tall. Ish. I don't know. I'm only 5'3", so everyone's so he was really a, tall to me. <laughs> he, was, he, was, yeah, he was our weather guy. Hey, Doug, it's the weather up there. Um, so you got a practice in Sarasota. Yes. Tell us where that's located. And a corner of Weber and Beniva, mm -hmm. southeast corner. And I've had that practice for a little over four years now. So if you get off Fruitville Road, you make a left on Beniva? Fruitville? Yes. The Beer Ridge, right? Yeah, yes. So you go left. I usually come from south. Okay. So, so like Clark, I get or, off on Beer Ridge. Beer Ridge, the one in the middle. Of 207, yes. Okay. And then you make a right onto Beniva. And then it's yes. There. Okay. Then you have one in Port Charlotte. Yes. Where's that? That is on 41, um, near Harbor, mm -hmm. and uh, across from the Harbor Professional Center. And that one's only, I've had that about a year. Okay. What, why, do you, why do you have two? What was, the, what was the reasoning behind the separation of two? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> we always wanted that, you know, like, because like, we had an office in Northport, and then we opened up this one, and then we said, should we have a studio in Northport? It just kind of was one of those things where we said, let's consolidate versus try to be too spread right. apart. So what's, what's the theory behind that? Just more clientele, um, scaling? I moved to Punta Gorda and um, in moving there, I thought, oh, what a brilliant idea to have two offices. And I actually bought this office from uh, Dr. Jan Kelly, who is retiring. She'd been practicing there for, I think, 22 years. And, um, and so she touched base with me, didn't work out initially, and then, um, I, I was actually in the hospital recovering from an uh, emergency appendectomy surgery, hmm. and I think I was like on a lot of meds at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Hey, you know, let's try to work something out." And so we did. And mm -hmm. um, you know, here I am a year later, and you know, I have that practice. And so I'm working on trying to um, revamp that practice and rebuild it. And what is what is your let's let's get let's get into that some um, we don't want to talk too much of the business as we said prior to, to the show this is really getting to know you more than the business but w what practice let people know who are going to watch us what do you actually do just you know as quick as you can or, or, or put it into a I'm a, an I'm elevator a I'm a chiropractor <laughs> and so uh, we work to um, adjust adjust the joints mm -hmm. and to have people feel better from neck pain back pain um, also to um, 
just have people live better, healthier lifestyles. Um, we specialize in pediatrics and prenatal care. And so we see everybody of all ages. The oldest patient I've ever had is 106. It's bizarre knowing that kids, though, kids also come to you. Oh, yeah. We, that, I, that see, I see kids that are like minutes old. Um, I think one of, the, one of the most awesome things in the world is to have parents bring their children to me before they've even gone home. Like they're coming from the hospital or from the birthing center really? and they're bringing them to me because we've seen the mom throughout her pregnancy. And then we want to check the child and make sure that, you know, labor's hard, not just on mom. You know, labor's hard on the, on the child too. And so we want to make sure baby's good. Baby has the first step in, into, into this world and they're taking it right. And they have everything functioning the way that it's supposed to be functioning. You just don't think about that because you always focus on like the mother when they're having a child. You never right. think about... Right. That the it is tough on the baby and, as well. And, and most people think of chiropractic and they think, oh, I'm in pain. Right. Not just functionality and like how somebody's functioning. To have a mom bring their child in and say, oh, I'm having difficulties with breastfeeding and latching. And then you're able to adjust a child. And it's very gentle. It's so different than how you adjust an adult. And you adjust them and like immediately that baby's latching better. And that that's so powerful. It, it, there's... To me, there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing that connection between and that bond between a mother and child and the mom's been struggling and mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're able to get that latch gut work properly. Now, when you're saying adjusting, so you, mm -hmm. so you have a baby, a baby's a week old mm -hmm. and you're saying adjusting, so it's very fragile, obviously, right? A baby is, I mean, I'm assuming, again. They're pretty tough. They yeah. are pretty tough, so they, <laughs> so they come out all, all of their part. Um, what type of adjustment do you do? Like, do you, do you lay them on their back? Do you, do you turn them on the side? Like. When we, when we move them all over, when we're doing our initial assessment, especially or every time, honestly, a child comes in, we're 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 holding them. We're seeing how they respond. We're looking to see head rotation. We're looking to see how their their hips are moving. You know, we're feeling uh, all along their spine. Reactionary, so kind of to very, them because very much so because they can't tell you verbally right, right, right here. <laughs> right, like right now, I'm thinking like my neck. I want to crack it. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. No, please don't. Do that. <laughs> it's bad for um, your neck. Yeah, you shouldn't do that yourself. Oh, you don't want to hear these stories. Okay. okay yeah, let's, yeah, let's not go there. We'll talk, that off, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, you're, so it's very much you're having to look and assess that child, and you're having to look at their responses to things and, um, and you know, feel. So it, it does take practice. That's why they call it practice, right? Because you're right. in practice. You're constantly practicing. Sure, sure. Um, But yeah, you're assessing the child. You're seeing what's going on. And it's so different than an adult. It's so gentle. And sometimes it's just, you know, a little, a little touch and you're just making that contact and you're holding it until you feel a release. Mm -hmm. um, we use some instrumentation also. What, okay, so you feel what? What is that feeling? So you're saying you feel you, like a... Because you when you're, you crack whatever, there's that you can kind of hear. Right. Or, or what, do you, what do you feel? Is it... You're, you're not like listening for that pressure, audible. Like, with, I always tell my patients, don't get addicted to the crack. Oh, so I just cracked my wrist. <laughs> there you so. go. So don't don't get don't get addicted to that. You don't have to have that to know that something moved. You told me crack. You know, as as adults, we usually associate that with oh, it moved because yeah. your your joints are moving around. Or as my uh, my eight year old says, your joints are farting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you, that's what you're getting as an adult. We get way more of that because we have those joints with more space. In in an infant, you're not really getting a whole heck of a lot of audibles. You're you're really just feeling like a um, a muscular release. Mm -hmm. You're just feeling, or you're looking at the child. And a lot of times when you adjust them, you can just see them just. Uh, 
It's gotcha. like they've taken a deep breath right, and everything right. just kind of relaxes. Right. You know, when you're done, you're looking to make sure, are the, is the head rotating to both sides equally? Mm-hmm. You know, are they moving a little bit better? You know, as they get older, are they crawling better? Are they walking better? It's so, so fascinating. Now, now adults, I guess we're, we're just going to stay on this topic because I am fascinated by it. So for an adult, so if, if I, because I've never been, so if I ever went, so that audible sound, you're saying, don't get addicted to the crack. Crack is crack is whack. What is it saying? So, so, but also that because I I do know when when you crack up when you crack your wrist mm-hmm. or knuckles or whatever the old you know that saying is, there is that release. There is that tension. What what is that? Is that air pockets? That's calcium deposits. I mean, what, what is it that gives it that that sound or that feeling? You know, of there's, like, there's is, a, or is there's it all a lot mental? of debate. I or is think. it mental? Like, well, I think you know there's a lot of debate. I I explain to my patients that when you, especially when you when you self adjust. Our job as chiropractors is to go in and to move the bones that don't want to move, the ones that are stuck. When you self-adjust, a lot of times you're adjusting the same segments over and over again, and you're creating a hypermobility. And so when you create a hypermobility, you're not moving the joints that are stuck, you're moving the joints that are constantly moving. So you're getting those cool cracking noises, and you're feeling like a... um, an endorphin rush or, or a release, a chemical release, because you're going, oh, oh, that feels so much better. But if it feels better, you're not going to have to do it every single day. I would never want to adjust a patient every single day. If I have to adjust a patient that much, they're not getting better, and I'm not helping gotcha. them. No, I got you. Yeah, so I understand. My yeah. job is to see somebody, get them out of that acute situation, and then back off and have them stabilize. Mm-hmm. So we adjust the things that don't want to be adjusted. When you do it yourself, you're adjusting something that's become hypermobile, and so you're actually perpetuating the problem, and that's why you have to keep doing it, because you're never fixing it. So that's why it's important mm-hmm. to go see a chiropractor so they can find those joints that are stuck. Now, do you recommend people going to see one just, just because, just for like a precautionary thing, or just say, hey, I'm gonna start doing sports, you know, should people just go see you say just because because i'm fine right now but is it good to go and just you know what i mean it can it be precautionary or is it when i get hurt but we're gonna don't answer yet we're gonna break to commercial we got 30 seconds we'll be back on chatter southwest florida okay now we got a 30 second commercial okay <laughs> but that's that's a that's a question definitely like that that's what i'm intrigued about like should people like jack like jack plays sports he's a basketball guy so he mm-hmm. goes he, he plays sports too he does all kind of stuff like should should these guys consider going just for precautionary or is Absolutely. it like is it more reactionary you know what I mean Absolutely. is it like well once you get hurt come and see me or is it just because I crack like my neck and I mean I and always you probably do it all the time right every day so you're not helping it you're making it worse every it's day when I, when I lay in bed this whole side is like killing me that's horrible and I lay in bed I'm, then when I go it's like ah, I can yeah. fall asleep but then I'm yeah. hurting it you know you're hurting the next day We are back from commercial here on Chatter, Southwest Florida, joined with Dr. Melissa Harmon. We're just talking about cracks, don't get addicted to crack and all this good <laughs> stuff. So the question was, um, for instance, I was saying Jack Jack plays sports. He's fine at this time mm-hmm. in his life because he's 25 years old and he's fit. But when you hit 40, you're going to be aching. But should he, should he go and see you even though he's not hurt? Is that something that people should consider doing, just make it once every month or twice twice a month, just come, just come and see you and get fixed. I always advocate well care because it's way easier, way less time consuming, and way less expensive to take care of yourself first than to have reactionary care 
where we're trying to fix something that's now been injured. Okay, right. because usually if something's been injured, it's either due to a trauma or due to any kind of imbalances. So when you go to a chiropractor, you can have them check you for any kind of imbalances to look to see, okay, is everything the way, the way it's supposed to? It's just like you take your car to get go get their uh, tires checked, right, to make sure there's a balance, right? Well, I even go to, like, the doctor. I go once or twice a year just to get my right. blood drawn, just the right. normal precautionary. And you brush your teeth every day, right? Daily, twice. Why? Precautionary. Why? Floss, precautionary. I, I don't, so you I don't, don't have cavities. Don't, right. Yeah. So you can live without your teeth. You wouldn't look as... You know, pretty, but you can live without your teeth. You know, yeah. the same thing as the spine. If you have decay of the spine, that's going to impact you way more than a cavity of your tooth. And I got to tell you, too, getting older, sucks. when you hit 40, <laughs> it was night and day, 35 to 40. Like, night right. and day. It's I These agree. guys have no idea. Now, the mind's right. still the same. I'm still 20 years old here. Right. You know what I mean? I'm still 10 years old here. But, right. but the body doesn't keep up. It's harder getting up in the morning. It's harder going to bed at night. It's harder sleeping at night. Absolutely. It's harder to do functions. It's harder just to bend over and pet my dog right and, right it's just very it's very bizarre like how the body just starts to break down to it so precautionary stuff is definitely something i gotta start thinking about as it. let's ask some personal questions okay one thing i want to ask you because i spoke to somebody who spoke to you mm -hmm. the business community mm -hmm. what is your take on it in the like the local business you know the folks were kind of within the circles of the the chambers these uh these groups that are around town I mean, I personally feel there's a little bit of a, a lack of substance with it. You know, mm -hmm. I think it there needs a little reinforcement or, or, or a change to mm -hmm. kind of bump it up to get it to like the millennials kind of style or or, yes. or the tech side of it or whatever. That's that's my take. What is what is your take on it? I would agree with that. Um, I think that you know, coming from Sarasota, which is um, that was why I'm asking because I kind of figured you had a little bit more of a, right. a worldly view, yeah. Right. Coming so coming from Sarasota and being very involved in different business groups, in um, philanthropic groups, and everything, there is a very huge boost for community small businesses. There's a great platform, and there's also um, a lot of different groups. There's so there's honestly so many things that you can get involved in there, whereas having a business now here in Charlotte County, um, I've really struggled to find um, a lot of different things. I mean, I'm constantly going, okay, what can I go to? Where can I go? Where, 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 where's the reach out? Um, where are the women's groups, you know? And they're, they're few and tough, far between. Isn't it tough though? Like I can I say it too, like there, there's certain groups, if you don't attend the lunch and learn or the after hours, you kind of missed right. it. And if you're busy working or with family, right. you've kind of missed that opportunity for that week or that month. Right. But I noticed there isn't um, a solid online community that can lead offline that really reinforces um, the business community. Yeah, it just, it's just, it, there's a little piece missing. There's I something, agree. right? I don't know. Okay, I, I was wondering, because I yeah, that was a discussion that I had. It was like, there's something, there's, there's friction somewhere where it's not connecting. And then it seems like everyone is against each other in a sense, like the chamber, they're all trying to outdo each other or try to be the better one. And I think there has to be a collaborative. You know, it would just like, it would, Again, it would just be like me saying, oh my gosh, there's too many chiropractors. There's not enough chiropractors because there's so many people. Mm -hmm. So there can never be enough business groups because there's so many people that need help. Right. And there's never going to be one group that's right for everybody. Right. So I think if there's more groups, you're going to service everybody more. Right. And I, I think there needs to be more than just a chamber. There needs to be more than just, you know, a group here or there in this community. I don't think there's enough to support local business people. And, you know, another thing, too, is a lot of these groups, they meet for sales 
purposes. Let's right. let's meet, let's gather, let's exchange cards. I hope you do business with me. Right. And they spin the wheel and round and round it goes. And it's good. It right. works in a small sense. But in reality, I mean, who you're competing with is really not someone else who does the same thing you do. You're competing with attention. Right. That's grandma with her kids on social media. You got to break <laughs> through that. Like, you know, that yes. that's everyone posting, everyone doing stuff, everyone active. It's not just now, you know, so yeah, so there is a friction. You know, there is kind of a friction. I was, I was wondering, you know, your point of view, because I kind of heard a little bit about it um, from from several people, and we're all kind of feeling the same thing. So, yes. but we're going to continue to support local, and that's that's all we can really do. You know, at, at this point, until that hurdle, until we can get over the hurdle. Question for you. <laughs> She's like, oh, what inspired you to get into the field that you're in? What's the inspiration that's, behind it? That's a great question. Um, Funny part is, I didn't know a thing about chiropractic. Um, I played um, competitive racquetball since I was really, really young. Really? Like still competitive? Do. Like, like still do. I was on the Junior USA team. I traveled all over like the sponsors? country. Like sponsored? Or? Yes. What? Um, actually, I'm still sponsored. I still play regularly. I just Where? won Where the um, women's um, doubles for the state. Where do you so, do this at? Where do you go? We we travel all over the past. Or where do you practice? I mean, like, oh, uh, I play down in um, Delhi Fitness in Fort Myers, and then Sarasota YMCA. Okay. So I, I travel a lot. Because you have to, to have the in, the inside courts. Well, I play outdoors yeah. as well. Okay. But um, but so I injured myself, mm -hmm. and um, my my brother was saying, "Hey, you should go see Joe." Joe was <laughs> this guy I played racquetball with. I was like, "He's he's a chiropractor." Get out of town. I never knew that because you're not really talking a lot when you're on the court. And so um, and I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I, I, the whole perception to me about chiropractic was, oh, is it going to hurt? You know, what is it? You know, and he was, he, Joe, Joe's a big guy. Dr. Joe's a really big guy. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was kind of a scary thought to me. And so I, I injured myself enough that I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and give it a try. Lo and behold, loved it. Um, yeah. He ended up hiring me to work for him. So I ended up running his two offices in Sarasota and Bradenton. I was his office manager. And, um, and he's just been such a huge mentor to me and would always take me to um, seminars and stuff to hear um, um, people speak. And uh, Dr. Chris Zugafus, who, who was passed, but he was a chiropractor in Venice, um, he, uh, I heard him speak at one of the seminars. And just by the end of it, I was just so moved by mm -hmm by how he was able to help people. And he and when I when I walked out of there I just looked at my doctor and I was like, I think this is what I want to do and he just like finally. And this is a, this is a growing <laughs> trend, you know, because I kinda consider it more of a natural way. Oh it of is natural. Healing, you know, okay so no I, drugs, no I, I didn't want to <laughs> Right. So so it you know and, and there's a movement happening around this. Absolutely. Like as I was mentioning prior to the show, Gabe was coming in and speaking about things. But there is a movement. He's onto something. So there is something that you're that you're doing, he's doing right. um medical marijuana, uh, whatever phrase you want to use, but that's that's going to be coming out. And, and, that's, and that's So there's a movement of more of, I guess you could say that if that's natural or not, but uh, that's is. kind of in that, that circle where it's very intriguing. It's very intriguing how I frown going to doctors because if, if you are hurt, they load you up on pills. Here. Are you not there's feeling a, good? Are you it, depressed? Here. There's are a you, time and a place. Uh, right. There's is a it, time and a place for everything. I mean, by all means, if you have a broken bone, don't come see me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, gonna, if, <laughs> in, but, in, but if you have a neck problem or a back, back problem, um, 
you know, besides going and getting, you know, meds for it, there's not a whole heck of a lot that a, that a GP can do about that. Right. Um, whereas I can help you get into function again. Mm -hmm. um, or, or Gabe can help you get into function again. So, you know, there's, there is a movement. I think more and more people are taking responsibility for their health. And I think that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's going to do it for you. Take action. Just like, do that. Just like we were speaking on, it's, it's the precautionary. It's a, so that actually inspires you. Wow, that's that's very intriguing. Some, you know, at, at times too, it's like, but did did you know that that was something? Like, were you into health, the fitness side of it, the natural side? Like, like was there something? Because for me, my marketing gene was always in me. I always had something. It was the media side, so I always right. knew. I always went towards it. Did other stuff. Did a, did did a different job. Came back. But when, when I was in the job, I microed. I I kind of found my way to help them market on you know in a certain way. So right. that always has been part of part of my life. I, I always was creative and stuff. So, you know, did you find yourself that way when you were younger? Like, because it's always, it's kind of ironic how people end up, right. especially it's a lot of schooling and yes. it's, it's a lot of work and you don't just come out of school and say, oh, I'm a doctor, let me start business and business is going to flood in. You have to start it. You have to market your business and run your business and understand your business. I mean, right. there's a lot of work. That's you the know? tough part. They don't teach us to be business people. We, we walk hear, out of there with the, the doctor knowledge and then I we go, I hear that, I hear that oh, a lot with physicians. We're gonna do a business now? <laughs> physicians and lawyers and vets. I, right. I've actually heard that with it's a lot terrible. of them. They say they come out, they're educated, they're ready to go, but they're like, okay, right. where's where's my million dollars a year? And it's right. like, well, no, it takes. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> it takes, it's, it's, it's a lot, it's it's a big mountain to climb, right? Yes. That, that whole business side of it. But uh, but it's, yeah, it's just unique that that kind of inspires you. Another question, what is your morning routine? Oh, coffee. <laughs> how many how many cups prior to getting out of the house? Two of these. Two tumblers. Two two tumblers. Do you, do you live? Oh, like, before we getting out of the house. I'm sorry. One of these before I leave, and then one on the on the road. If you love coffee, I don't know where. I don't have to stay because this is live, and we're not say where you live, but what city, what town do you live in? Wait, oh, Penagorda. Oh, so you're over here. Okay. Yes. I was gonna say there's that coffee shop in in Northport. I've been there. We just purchased the tumbler. It's seventy five dollars, and it's free coffee as long as you bring the tumbler in. Up until December of 2018. Oh wow, it's just out of the way. Right, so it's a you, wonderful coffee so shop. So if you were in Northport, I would say that's a great way out. Going to like Absolutely. you know, going to your offices. I would love to have a coffee shop like that here. There's one, and there's Mercer's, which is over the bridge, but they need one right. in Gorda. They do a nice cozy one. Like, yes. this, this room would be nice, I would right? Love Some chairs. That. Yes, I would love that. Christian, we're gonna open up a coffee shop here. Do that. <laughs> shop locals going to coffee. We need that. We really shop really locals going into and coffee not, now. And, and no offense to Starbucks, it serves its purpose, but not as I don't want. I want something. Yeah. I want something local. I right. want something homegrown. Okay, so your morning routine out, outside of getting dressed and all that coffee, that is your go-to source of. Yes, I. That's I. Turn the Keurig on. <laughs> so the Keurig. As soon as I wake up. Look at this. You can you can take there a party gift with you. Um, what what is your go-to flavor? Do you like the more of a, a light roast, a, a morning? The caffeinated uh, kind. Decaf. Oh, the, <laughs> the caffeinated. It's a decaffeinated. <laughs> so just whatever's the strong. So whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> whatever's available. But yeah, coffee. I don't. You know, morning routine. Um, yeah, like, like, is there something that like grounds you? Because I always say there there's an anchor. I personally, I'm not going to say what it is. These guys don't even know what my anchor is, but I have an anchor every single day. Some I, people, it's Bible. Some people, it's right. it's it's just the coffee, just the quiet. Like you know, what yes. is that anchor to you? Every day, there has to be something. I between businesses, I have three kids, you know, a, a partner. I just, it's coffee, and I have two dogs. I go and let the dogs outside, and just sitting outside, and just See? I don't know. Like I, I love being outside. Um, I, if I could have a table with an umbrella 
and be outside sometimes. I just, I've thought about that. I would love that. Um, I just reconnecting, walking around the yard, no shoes, connecting to the earth. So you're a Florida girl, so the heat is, oh, yeah. so you love the heat. Cause I'm, I I'm, love the heat. I'm more of a I'll mountain. I'll sit in a hot car. I'm, I'm a mountain <laughs> guy, so I love the cold mountain. I can, I would, I can sit in the snow and I'm, and that's like my happy right. zone where some people are, yeah, they would say, just give me an umbrella on the beach. And yeah. I'm sitting, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it at the beach. <laughs> But the snow I can do, so yeah, because you're 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 a Florida girl. So that is so that's your anchor. Just that's I'm, that I'm me always time. curious. I'm always curious about that. What 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 people do, you know, in the morning? What is their anchor? And uh, because I didn't I didn't have one for years. Like these guys here, they might have not found that yet. But once you find that anchor, it propels you, doesn't it? Kind of get. Then right after that, you're refreshed. You're like, right. Okay. I have to have Shower, that time dress. to myself before I wake up the rest of the house. It's yes. like I'm sneaking out with the dogs because I don't want anyone else to be awake. I don't want to hear mommy. No, I don't no want collar to hear get outside. Nothing. <laughs> right, right. Just go, go, go. Just go. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap up very soon. i got one more question to you yes. for you. What was the last item that you spent a ridiculous amount of money on? And it could be ridiculous. could be 25 bucks. Ridiculous could be thousands. What was the last item that you just said, I'm doing it. I deserve it. I'll tell you mine. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm wearing these suckers. These things were very expensive <laughs> for shoes, but I, I um, a dress like watch. You know, a, like yeah, you know, a dress. Like, how much? It was it was a thousand dollars. If your husband's watching, you know he's at the no, he knows. Oh. It was a thousand dollars at Saks. It was, but it was it was for a wedding at the Ritz in Naples. I felt like, and it was just that black dress. So I was like, you know what? One day I will wear it again. Lord, I hope I stay that size. <laughs> but you know, it was like yeah. buy, buy the dress. You know, you work hard, play hard. You know, buy the dress because you, you know, why why have regrets? Thousand dollar dress at Saks, Saks Avenue in Sarasota. The one up there at the, at the I know there's Saks there. Um, the Saks the, International. At UTC, yes. At UTC, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, at UTC. Um, we had Jeff Tomas sitting in the yes. seat. What did, what did Jeff say? I don't know the crew. Dinner. Oh, Jeff, Jeff said, but I said, what was the last item he spent $100 or less on that was the most important purchase that he made? He said dinner was family at Prime. Oh, that's a great purchase. Yes, I would say. Um, How about that, too? We'll ask that for a final question. Yeah, we do 100 that. bucks or less. What 100 is, bucks or less. And it can't be food because we already tipped and you it, off. And it can't be food. Oh, because I was going to say wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not really food. Do, do we have any wine here? No. No. Fine. I would say um, when we went to Orlando to run from Irma, which thankfully, you know, we didn't get too, uh, too hard here, um, a nice bottle of wine with a girlfriend of mine from grad school who practices in Orlando. And just, I think, time with friends and, and, mm -hmm. and bonding, that, that to me, that money is so well spent. Especially when you, like, you find that one friend that you might not speak with for three months and you pick up where you left off with. Oh, always. I, that is, that's, that's like the greatest thing in the world. Because I, 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 I have one up north. Chris, he's back here. He's another one kind of like, if I don't see him for a week, we catch him right up. You right. know, there's a couple of friends that you have a kinship with that um, it's, it's deeper. It's deeper than, than just the average you know, acquaintance or friend that, that, you, that you just meet. Um, so is that, is that that kind of friend? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's, she's a chiropractor as well, so we can talk shop. But amazingly enough, we really don't do that very much. You know, we talk kids, we talk, you know, social stuff, you know, it's just... Complain? Complain? Because me and my friends, we complain a lot. Really? We like, we like vent it out. We like vent it. I'm like, ah, we like vent it. Then, then, then we're good. They don't. <laughs> and, and, then, and then we're like, all right, hey, let's, 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 let's talk no, about no, sports. No, no, no. Let's talk about no, fishing. I think, I think we try to solve the world's problems. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, um, you know, I, I'm sure there's always some complaints in there. You know, a lot of it's supportive. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's, you know, encouragement. 
you know, it's, it's, you know, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. You know, what'd you think of this? And, and, you know, it's very positive. You know, I think surround yourself with what you want and, you know, I love positivity. So I like love to it. try to keep really positive people in my life. And I'm kind of going through that flow where I'm kind of, I'm calling it, it's trimming the fat. Yes. I'm trimming the fat. I'm, I'm at that point in life where it's like, I've wasted too much time on things. And it's mm -hmm. people too. I shouldn't say that because every human special, but you know, the things in my life, which they brought in that, that, that fat is getting trimmed and, and, and it feels good as long as you do it right. As long as the intent's right and, and, you, and you do it right. When you trim, it feels so good. And when you yes. say no, it feels so good. I'm even, learning that. Even though you want to, because I want to give everything to everybody, but sometimes right. you just have to say no. And unfortunately, right. it's hard. It hurts because yeah. I go back and forth with, yeah. with the word no. Yeah, it's, so. it's hard because you want to be a people pleaser. And that's my thing is that I try to people please. Mm -hmm. And so I want, I want to do everything. And I'm learning that too, because when you're juggling, business, family life, social interests, working out, everything else, and, it, and trying to say, no, it's just, I can't do this right now. Yes, I know. So, I'm, I'm right there with you. But thank you so much for joining. We're, we're, we're done here. Can you zoom in on, on this here? We're going to zoom out. Thank you so much for joining us with, with Dr. Melissa Harmon. And we are live on Chatter, Southwest Florida. Look later today. Christian's going to edit, drop commercials in, bottom thirds, all that good stuff for the final edition of this episode. I think we're on episode number four. It's episode number four of Let's Chat. Again, thank you, thank you for joining us here on Chatter Southwest.